Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Daniel Torreson is blue-collared hunter out of South Australia who absolutely loves to bow hunt. He's pretty much been an exclusive bow hunter for the last 15 years. Dan Torreson has taken it upon himself to be almost a, a champion against the South Australian bow hunting ban that's being leveled by the Deputy Premier Susan Close in South Australia. Daniel works very closely with CHASA, which is the Conservation Hunting Alliance of South Australia, and they're pretty much leading the charge there for pushing back on the lies that are coming out around this bow hunting ban. Again, a very short, sharp conversation, 35 minutes, with Daniel about this issue that you may not even be familiar with. So learn about it and then do us a favor, send an email, send an email to an MP and do your part. So there's a reason why I started Blood Origins. And that reason is simple. Is that I wanted to convey the truth about hunting. It brings awareness to to non-hunters that it's it's more than just killing animals. How do I start it? Brittany. My name. My name. Is <laughs> Does my hair look okay? It's my name is Mike Axelrod. Start again. Yeah, I hated it too. <laughs> Braxton, you said something in the car to me. You said that you were living on borrowed time. Hmm. There's a perception around who hunters are, what we're supposed to be and a, a feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. When you take that height incoming video off, the only thing is you just don't get to see my sexy face. You can still yeah. hear my sexy voice though. That's disappointing. I know it's disappointing. It's a disappointing. But hey, <laughs> you've got a cool accent too, Dan. I got a cool what? For Americans. 
I said you got a cool accent for Americans. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, you know, I think the Americans' accent sounds cool, but <laughs> they'd love to hear that, man. I'm telling you, a lot of my friends in the South are like, "Do you think our accents, like the Southern accent, you know, works for the rest of the world? Like your accent works here, or the Australian accent works here?" Yeah. I said, "Yeah, absolutely." Yeah, no, it does. Oh, I, I, I just like hearing different accents. It's cool. It's good. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, Daniel Torrenson, welcome to the Blood Origins podcast. I know we've been trying to do this for quite some time. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, and um, I, uh, I um, wanted to, I wanted to do it. I was, I was away there for a little while, but um, I understand that uh, Graham um, um, probably wasn't the best person to to, to do it. So um, I've uh, jumped on board and. Happy to, happy, definitely happy to do it with you, and I appreciate you guys doing it too. So thank you. No, you're welcome. Why don't you introduce yourself, Daniel, and and who you are, and what you do, who you represent? Yeah, all those good things. All right, I'm, my name is Daniel Torreson. I'm I live in uh, Adelaide, South Australia. Um, I'm a uh, avid bow hunter, all types of hunting, really. Like you know, I love my duck hunting and um, bow hunting and um rifle hunting not so much rifle these days but because uh, i've switched over to to bow hunting um about 15 years ago um yeah and i do work on the side with shasa um which is the uh, conservation and hunting alliance here in south australia um help them on various projects i don't sit on the board of shasa i, I don't have the time to do the meetings and that sort of thing but um help them out in various projects and um Certainly, trying to give them a helping hand with what we're dealing with at the moment. Yeah. For those that aren't familiar with Shasa, give them. Can you give a little bit of history? How long has Shasa been around in South Australia? Um, that one I can't answer, but um, <laughs> they they is it is it fairly recent? Is it a, have they just started? They've been around for five years, twenty years. I've, I feel like it's a, it's a it's a young organization, isn't it? It is young. Um, it's I know well. I've known. I've had a bit more to deal with with Shasta since you know um, um, knowing Graham, and I think he's been in the job about five years. But it was definitely definitely going before before um, Graham got in there. So um, I'm you know going to throw maybe ten years out there, something like that. Yeah, I think. Okay. It okay. would be. That would, it, but Shasta basically aims to to preserve and promote the. Um, the rights of hunters, you know, to, to participate in sustainable hunting, and that's you know all, all forms of hunting. So, um, yeah, that's but very basically. South Australia specific, like right? a very regional organisation. Correct. Yeah, it is very South Australia specific, but um, they, you know, uh, they also work with uh, you know interstate organisations as well, if, if if needs be, and and that sort of thing. So crossover. That happens, you know, when it needs to. Sure, sure, sure. So, for those that have not been listening to us on social media, have not listened to any of our podcasts in the past, yeah, all podcasts that I've been on, uh, let's go through the issue that we are or that we want to tackle and we want to talk about today. That is that there is a current a discussion. I don't know if discussion is the right term of art at this point. Yeah. Um, but a discussion around the idea of banning bow hunting in South Australia. So 
Can you give us a little bit of history of how we got to this point, Daniel? Yep. Okay. So um, it was it was handed to me from um, from Shasa, um, basically as a as out of courtesy, I suppose, because they know that I bow hunt and I've helped them out with a lot of other stuff to do with duck hunting. So it was um, handed to me over basically out, out of courtesy because they really didn't have anyone to reach out to. So, um, and it was difficult at the start because we knew, we knew what was going on from um, a meeting that uh, Shasta had had with the DEW, that's the Department of Environment and Water. Um, they have really good relationships with the DEW. They're you know, constantly doing you know, projects together and um, mm-hmm. they have mm-hmm. quarterly meetings and, and they're, in, you know, they're in contact all, all the time throughout the year. Um, and it, this was, this was um, you know, brought about in one of those meetings and, and, and the, the way it was handed to, handed to me was that it was pretty much a, a done deal um and there was no there was not going to be any consultation on it they were just going to figure out how they could do it um via the department of environment and water it was a done deal that bow hunting was going to get banned that that's how it was handed to me yep so i was told that they had been told to work out a way to to ban it so from who 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 that either come from do so that's know? come from the Minister for Environment, um, and that's uh, um, Suzanne Close. Um, and basically, that's Dr. Their Susan boss. Close, that's, right? Yeah, that's the department's boss, basically. So mm-hmm. she's the, she's the mm-hmm. current Minister for uh, Environment and Water, um, and she's got obviously some other things on her portfolio. Um, so for, yeah. for quite some time there, Daniel, though, we didn't want to say anything, right? I think that we, we all knew about this scenario. It was it was. But we were holding back for some reason, right? We were, there were some political reasons for why nobody was saying anything until yeah. something broke, right? So, yeah, that's right. So it was really frustrating. I think it was about seven weeks that I, I knew about it and before we got any hard, concrete, you know, document or you know, um, you know, something coming out about it where we could go right. This is uh, which we could pass on to you know, obviously people that were maybe a bit reluctant to do anything off of a rumor. Um, mm-hmm. That was seven weeks, and and um, it was they were forced to come out with it by uh, bow hunters sending in emails via the Shasta website, um, and that really forced them into the open over that seven-week period. And then once we finally got a reply from one of those MPs, um, we had what we needed to run with it. So it, it, was, it was hard. And those MPs, they, were, they, they are part of a specific political party in South Australia, correct. right, the Labor was, Party. Correct. And the first one, I think, came back from um, one of the Labor MPs, and it was a generic, and then it followed with a generic letter from all, all the other Labor MPs, pretty much saying that they it was an it was a um, election promise, and they were committing you know that they were committed to you know following through on this election promise. So, so if we if we rewind the clock just a little bit though, didn't the Liberal Party talk about 
bow hunting regulations in South Australia prior to the Labour Party coming into into power over the last election? Correct. It was uh, 12 months prior, um, uh, roughly 12 months prior, there was an inquiry into uh, bow hunting. Um, and um, that was done yeah, done by the Liberal Party. Um, it was a social development board, I think it was called, that did that inquiry. So, and that's, you know, that's all at taxpayers' expense. Um, mm -hmm. And the Labor government has pretty much turned their nose up at that that inquiry because it was um, instigated by the Liberal Party. Mm -hmm. What what caused that inquiry to come to bear? Was it that RSPCA sea lion, sea lion incident? Is I think it, I'm not 100% on what caused it. I think it was. I think it was to do with, with that. And I think there was a... Um, I think there was also a, a, a cat, um, a cat shot gotcha. with, a, with an arrow in someone's backyard, or or or, or something like that as well, which mm -hmm. is which is all they needed. Those you know those those mm -hmm. sorts of things to get something like this underway. That's you know. And in those liberal regulation, in sorry, in those liberal recommendations, there was never a recommendation for banning, right? No, there was um, a lot of recommendations um, that came in, but none of them were to ban bow hunting. There's, um, you know, they put in a you know, hunter education course or a proficiency test, and there's various things like like that that was that was recommended. And um, but um, those all those recommendations have been uh, ignored in this case. So Susan Close picks this up. Um, what do we know? What instigated? Well, let me back up a little bit. I know you mentioned that she believes, they believe, that this was a pre-election promise. And I think we've all debunked the fact that we can't find in any place, form or fashion. Well, I've, that the, Liberal, was, the, Liberal Party, well, the Liberal Party has um, put in a freedom of information request and they can't find it either. And I know that uh, radio station here is also... Um, searched for it um, as well. They can't find it. Um, it doesn't exist. There was there was no uh, uh, public election promise. So if it wasn't a public election promise, where did it come from? Is it just the RSPCA lobby that no, it, it is was just a... pouring money into Susan Close's pockets? Correct. Yes, absolutely. That's exactly what it is. Exactly what it is, and and it was you know the in the in the beginning when it was first brought up with her, she said it was reaffirmed in a letter to the Animal Justice Party, um, stating that they were going to ban bow hunting. But that that's not a uh, you know a, a published uh, election promise. That's just a you know a, a, a backdoor deal, a secret deal mm -hmm. um, that's done in the background for preference votes. Okay, so let's um, let's fast forward a little bit. We know she's been on radio um, saying all sorts of nonsense. Yeah. Um, well, Daniel, the lies keep stacking. The lies keep stacking up. Oh it's, my gosh, they it's, it's, absolutely do. It's it's you know the, the election promise lie. The 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 fact that she she said it, that this whole thing came to light because she initiated consultation. Um, there's been no consultation at all whatsoever. Like it, the whole thing got brought into the open because of bow hunters sending in letters. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, the banning of, you know, she's saying that, you know, there was only South Australia and Victoria, two states in Australia that, that allowed the practice of bow hunting to ha- to 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 continue, which is a, an, another total lie. I mean, it's 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 legal in all mainland states of Australia. Um, you know, the, right. it's only only Tasmania, which is which it, which is not. I mean, it's just lie after lie after lie, and it's 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 just getting really messy. Yeah, it's it's quite unfortunate. Well, maybe it's not quite unfortunate because the lies are so blatant that they're easily just they're easily not i wouldn't debunked is not the right word here they're easily pushed back on yeah because as you say like the simple like we want to follow suit and i remember her saying this in her radio interview that you know the vast majority of australians have spoken already in that they have banned bow hunting in every state across australia except victoria and south australia that's Which right. all it takes is a little bit of research to find out that that's a lie. Well, that's 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 what uh, yeah. I mean, either she's highly uneducated on 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 the subject, or she's blatantly lying. It's it can only be either of those two. So the the, the pressure has been mounting, uh, Chasa, and we'll, and we'll say this a couple of times, Chasa. You guys have an email campaign. Is that email campaign still active? Still active and, um, and 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 still love people to keep sending in. We need to keep the pressure, keep the pressure on. Um, it's so it's definitely. Daniel, still can people outside of South Australia send emails, or you don't want people from outside South Australia to send no, emails? No, no, absolutely, they can send emails. They just they just have to select a. They can't select their their postcode where they live in. They have to select a South Australian postcode. And can you and, give someone a South Australian postcode right now so that they can put it in the email campaign? Um, five one five nine. It's uh, five one five nine. There we go. Yeah, Perfect. I mean, there'd be better ones than that. I mean, because there are a couple of um, Labor MPs that uh, are not supportive of the ban, which is good news. Um, and they are um, Eddie Hughes and Tim uh, Tim. Whetstone and good no, so it would they would be I mean they would be the uh, the the ones I would be sending them to. Oh, your email sent to individual MPs or your email? Yeah, when if you, you, send, if when you, you put click... your postcode in that that that's in their electorate, it'll come up with their. If, um, I should have the postcodes written down for. For those electorates, but um, if you put the postcode in, say if I put the postcode in for my electorate, um, then it will come up with the minister, you know, the, the sorry, the MP that's um, my local MP. Gotcha. Well, why don't you once we get off this this podcast, send me the postcodes and we'll get them in the show notes that people yep. can um, um, be able to send emails in. Yeah. Um, so, so it seems like, you know, based on what we're seeing, I saw a couple of emails from you and a couple of emails from Maddie. Yeah. Um, it seems like the pressure seems to be working, right? It seems like the email campaigns and the things that we are pushing and, and doing seem to be working, Dan. Yeah, that's right. I think things have slowed. Um, 
and and you've seen that pushback that I uh, that I sent you uh, from the RSPCA, the video and the um, the letter that went out. So from let's the let's let's talk about this beautiful, beautiful video <laughs> that was created. Yeah. So this video, when you look at it's uh, for everyone that um, it, it's a typical email campaign uh, that goes out from RSPCA, and the the header picture yep. is a white-tailed deer. Yeah, yeah. With a very traditional bow and arrow, it's got a very um, uh, more traditional um, broad head. It is a wooden yep. arrow stock with green and red stripings, and then it looks like some turkey feather um, arrow uh, fletching yep. Yep. on the end of the arrow. So, number one, I don't believe you have white-tailed deer. In South Australia, no, we don't. No, we definitely don't have white tail deer. And then the uh, the thumbnail image <laughs> for the YouTube video that the RSPCA has is of a monster white tail buck. Yeah, lying in the grass. Yeah. Again, you don't have white tail um, bows, uh, white tail uh, bucks in South Australia, no. and it's just like they just can't help themselves in terms of lying because at the end of it there's like other jurisdictions have already ceased bow use for hunting yep. the activity has been banned in the uk since 1965 that is true many yep. eu nations have left bows off their list allow allowable huntable tools that is that is true too um but the video is is i plan to use the video and interject my statements on how wrong I believe Dr. Rebecca Ayers is yeah. in, in what she said. It, it, it's the classic, like, you know, you, these bow and arrows are terrible for animal welfare. These bow and arrows do more harm to animals. These bow and arrows uh, cause more pain. And here's yep. the thing, man. The whole pain issue yep. is something that, you know, you can't debunk any of that stuff with an animal, okay? Because we never know what an animal's thinking. We never know what an animal's feeling. We, we don't know, yeah. okay? But we do know from human studies or even your own human examples, things that have happened to you. Dan, how many times have you cut yourself with a very sharp knife? Oh, mate, more times than I can count. I've got scars all over me. <laughs> how many times... When you cut yourself with a sharp knife, did it elicit incredible pain? Yeah, it, it never has. It never has. Never. Never has. All been, that happens is you times, go, ooh. Yeah, that's right. There's been times I've cut myself and then I've like, had to look down because you've, you, know, you felt you know, warm, warm blood running down your hand or something like that. You didn't even realize you'd done it. It is a proven from from example after example, even in medical studies, yeah, that a very sharp, fast laceration wound causes massive bleeding. We know that, yeah, and very little to no pain. Yeah, that's right. And the sharper, the better, it, right? Yeah, the sharper, the better. The sharper, the better, because you just don't know it. Yeah, it just it. You, you, again, we've all done it, right? We've all had that moment where you're like, <gasps> yeah. and you're looking at your finger and, and it's look, white. That's right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and you're like, all of a sudden, it's just red. You're like, why doesn't that hurt? Yeah. Why? We, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's just, you know, I think that's, you know, that's one of the rhetorics that I'm going to use is the idea that we've all been there, even yeah. as humans. So if if you're if you're translating, which is what the ARAs do, is translating an anthropomorphic centric idea onto animals. Yeah. And I'm not saying that animals don't have pain receptors. I'm not saying that animals don't feel pain. I yeah. think that animals feel pain differently than humans. Yeah. But let's just assume for the sake of this argument that you they do feel pain like humans. Then a sharp laceration that travels at 300 feet per second that zips through you, that doesn't stick in you. Yeah. You're probably never going to feel it. Probably That's even going to know until there's a point of hypovolemic shock sets in that you've lost 25% of your blood and you yeah. pass out, you go unconscious and you die. Now, yeah. what's interesting in that RSPCA video. <laughs> Is she says she talks about the most lethal way to kill animals with a bullet to the head. Yeah. And she says that a bullet to the head kills an animal by knocking her knocking it unconscious because of the the the, the shock wave of the bullet. Well, and then it dies. So I'm like, mm, well, how does know. it? How does that go from? How does it die from going unconscious to death? Same way as as probably the hypovolemic shock of a of a bow. However, if you're shooting an animal in the head with a bullet, you're killing it instantly because it's going to the brain. It's not going unconscious. Yeah, that's right. That's right. No, I mean that would Just, be pretty. That would be pretty hard to measure anyway. I think, but uh, the um the the they they go. I'm pretty sure even in that video, they even they even say themselves that these these animals they they feel pain like like our humans do, like you know our, like our cats and dogs do. Well, I mean, if that's the case, we know we know what it feels like to be cut. Yeah. I mean, they, they say yeah. it themselves. They say it themselves in the video. So, Dan, in your in your experience being in in sort of in the trenches down there in south australia where are we right now in the battle like when if if susan was going to bring this to bear to ban like what are can you explain what the next steps are like how she would actually have to do it okay so this it's we can only go with what we what what we've heard and what there's nothing definite out there on how they're going to do it but what from indications um from dw and how they're looking at it was um to write it out in the hunting permit so in regulation basically so um when you go and get your hunting would that permit, have to go through the parliament in south australia or it would just be a departmental regulation i think it could be just a departmental regulation this is why it's it's a touchy area because they're not they're saying that if if basically they're saying because it was an election promise the party has to toe the line and vote for it regardless of their feelings on the subject because it was a it was an election promise oh, well okay 
That's why they're making so much of a big deal in the election process. Correct. So that's that's the whole reason for that, you know, for that narrative to be, you know, it was an election promise and basically that's, you know, there's no discussion about it, we're going to do it. Um, but as you know, there is no, there is no election promise. So, and, that, and you know, where I'm really trying to push that line at the moment that the election promise is bullshit. Hmm. All right. Well, I mean, where we're, where we, where we're, where we're at right now is, we are been trying to get so the emails have come in. That's that's been great. That's brought it out in the open. It's put pressure on already. That's been very very helpful and it's doing its job. And we need that to keep going. But the next step where we're going now is we're arming all the MPs with the correct and factual information. So and that's where mm-hmm. um, Todd Todd's been come uh, coming in very handy. Um, I don't know if you've seen what um, he put together there, as far as um, you know, published data, scientific data on 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 um, right. on bow hunting. Um, we're getting that into the hands of of all the MPs. So, and that's I think the direct pushback that we've seen from the RSPCA with their video and everything, because that that dropped um, that dropped on the MPs. I think it was uh, about about a week and a half ago. So that 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 packet of information that Todd created has been sent to all the MPs already. Yes. Yep. yep. Excellent. Yep. Excellent. So, if if it's not an election promise, it's yeah, it's definitely not an election promise. It's it's. Yeah. Uh, how does it? Well, I'm just I'm just. If it's not, then does this does it mean that then it it can't go regulation? It'll have to go through parliament and it'll have to get voted on that kind of stuff. Well, that's where we're hoping it'll end up. Um, they, I mean, we're still seeing return emails from Labor um, members at the moment, uh, still stating the same thing that they're committed to, you know, the um, the, the the pre-election commitment. So um, I think. Um, what I'm, what we're trying to do now is, is just get a lot more emails to come in, um, um, just stating that it wasn't actually an election promise. So if we do have, you know, two or three or four Labor MPs that are that are sympathetic to um, our side of the our side of the situation, that um, and they and they do, then they then they can have a say. Whether where if it wasn't an actual election promise, they may not be able to have a say. Mm, okay. So that's. I mean, do you and- think that? Do you think, Dan, that if if push comes to shove, it's not an election promise? Do you think, though, you know, politics is a is a is a business is a game of compromise, right? Yeah. Do you think that the liberals and the you know whoever that's in the labor that doesn't believe that it needs to be banned do you think that something will have to be something will some concession will have to be given yeah i e yeah permits for bows like you said proficiency some of the regulate some of the recommendations that came from the inquiry yeah yeah, I mean, I don't like conceding where 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 we where it doesn't 
but something doesn't need to be conceded. Um, right. I, I really don't like conceding when, when it doesn't have to be conceded. But in, in this case, um, yeah, I think that there's going to have to be, you know, if, if we can get there, I think that's going to be our best outcome because it's mm. not just going to go away. But, um, and, you know, uh, we've got like a lot of response from, from Liberal members, which, you know, are not supportive of a ban. And they would be supportive, you know, of the um, implementation of some of the recommendations that was in the inquiry. No, so yeah. I think I think if that that could be, you know, it could be her win, I suppose, if you wanted to put it that way. Um, that uh, you know, if she still needed or to have a win. Um, you know that could that could be it. She could you know turn around to her constituents and say that uh, you know I've made them you know I've, they have to now do this and this to be able to go bow hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's well, I think Dan, that's, what that's our best that's our best outcome honestly. Mm -hmm. See right now because mm -hmm. yeah. And do you have a sense of the timing? of when that will unfold? Are we talking about between now and Christmas? Yeah. I, or is this going to... Yeah. I, 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 would, I would love to, but there's been not... There's been... Hasn't been any consultation at all. Like, none mm -hmm. at all. So, so we, we can't even get anything but a generic email uh, back from, from the minister. She won't... Uh, she hasn't, you know, spoken with Shasa. Um and you know she's she said numerous you know, numerous times you know publicly that you know she's um, you know consults consultating with you know, the the uh, going to be you know, the affected groups, and it's mm -hmm. just it's just not true. Mm -hmm. No, no one's had consultation, to my understanding. And I, and I just had an update from Shasta this morning to double check that before I came on here. There's mm -hmm. been been no, none at all. That I Daniel, there's got to be bigger issues. There has to be in South Australia than banning bow hunting, there right? There is way bigger issues. Oh, it's, yeah, it's. I just think we're not dealing with the normal politician here. We're dealing with someone whose um, ideologies are so far, um, so far in that direction that uh, it's it's a different. It's a whole different. Ball game. So, because a normal, you know, and what 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 I'd see as a normal politician would sit down and reason, and at least sit at the table, and and uh, you know, and and if there was a way around something, that you know, work around it. But we're not seeing that at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Daniel, what can people do to help right now? What can people do right now to help you guys in South Australia? Um, they can keep they can keep those emails flowing because I have, we have had a good conversation with one of the Labor uh, MPs and um, we were told just we just do keep doing what we're doing. It's it's you know it is having an effect um, and to just keep the pressure on um, and there you know and we we're told that there 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 would be concessions made but you know I mean I, you can't believe everything that a politician mm -hmm. says but. Um, that's what we were. That's what we were told. So I uh, just say that we need, you know, those emails to come in. I think, you know, if 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 they 
if they could, you know, even just highlight the fact that uh, it was not an election promise, so those those MPs don't feel like they're going to be forced to um, go go in one direction if they don't want to. Um, so if they could highlight, you know, the fact that it's not an election promise and there's no re there's no record of election promise, rather it was a you know it was a backdoor deal done with the Animal Justice Party. Um, that would be helpful. I mean, as I say, like you know, what we're doing from here is 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 arming those you know all the all the MPs with you know the proper you know factual information and um, you know good scientific and published articles. Um, so you know they can you know it's not just you know images of RSPCA of the RSPCA that they're seeing and you know that sort of thing. And who are the who are the two Labour MPs that you said are on our side? Uh, Say their names again. Eddie, Eddie Hughes and Tim Wettstein and Tung No. That's T U N G N G O. There's three of them. I've been just randomly typing in lead, uh, numbers into uh, here's Mr. Eddie Hughes five six zero eight is the postal code. Yep. Tim Webstone uh, is is uh, I think he's up in the Riverland. So um, the website is Chaucer uh, yep. org dot au. That's right, and yep. then. Do you have to go to mail my MP? That's correct. Yeah. So you'll see um, whether you're doing it on your phone or everything, but you go to the menu, you'll see mail my MP. And you just yep, click I'm on that just... and that will bring up, that'll bring up the um, support the... bow hunting template. Yeah, yep, that's I right. So it. just you punch your postcode into step one um, and then you just follow the prompt from there. You want to use the bow hunting template. Perfect. If, Perfect. I'm going to fill out my information right now, and I'm going to send an email. Yep. Yep. Click my stairs. Mm, let's it's, see how long, how yeah. quick it takes. It's Street worth noting. Be blank. It's it's also worth noting that Suzanne Close just um gave the RSPCA an additional one million in funding. Oh um, wow. Yeah, and then and then uh, also she removed that from her Facebook page afterwards. So I don't think that you know it's so in a, I think it was December is either late December twenty one or early January. Um, she posted um, on her Facebook page that you know she was giving an additional one million dollars to the RSPCA funding. And then since then we you know we tried to um, refine that. Luckily we screenshotted it, but the um, we tried to refine that post you know um, today and it's been deleted. But you know, we still have mm. the, we still have the screenshot of it. Well, for everyone that's listening to this podcast, I literally just sent an email whilst uh, Dan was talking right there to yeah. It's really uh, easy. MP. So it's really yeah. simple, really easy. Put your numbers in. It's going to ask you for a street address, a suburb. Yeah. Just make it up and <laughs> and put and, and put your real number in there. Put your real email address in there. That's make right. up the street address in the suburb and send them an email. Yeah, send them an email. 
it's Dan, um, uh, it's certainly a, a big challenge down there, man. And it is definitely something that uh, we want to keep an eye on. And yep. if there's anything we can do, you know that we're always available and we want to help. Um, appreciate it. Yep. So just let us know, mate. No, I will. The um, the Chassis having a meeting with the D. Uh, they they were one of their quarterly meetings uh, in within the within the next week. So hopefully we get a bit more information, which I'll pass on to you um, as soon as I know. Outstanding, 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 outstanding. Well, Dan, again, um, anybody who's listening, please send an email into South Australia to help support uh, the bow bow hunting remaining in place. Uh, Dan, thank you so much, man. I appreciate your time. And again, if there's anything we can do uh, to help you, you know where to find us. Appreciate it, Robbie. Thanks very much. You're welcome, mate. Cheers. Cheers. Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening, as always. Leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting.